are now listening to The War Report, Wednesday Night War Room, with your host, C. Doe. It's your boy, C. The Walker. I got my boys with me. Mike, Mike. G. G. Get your weight up. Strength and conditioning. Development. Ike Jones. Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday Night War Room. Let's go! Guys, let's go ahead and discuss this because we we got lots to talk about with basketball. But I want to kind of frame this around moving forward with our QB room. And the reason why we're in this situation is because our three-year starter or who has the guy who has started three games for us in the past three seasons is now heading to Oregon. Uh, Bo Nix, uh, it was announced that Bo Nix will be committing and trying to win the job at, at Oregon. All signs point to that being a likely possibility. And for me, I wish him well. I, I don't, I, I, we're getting to a point to where we're starting to stop talking about him because he's no longer at Auburn. And he no longer plays into the picture moving forward for Auburn. I hope he does well. Uh, you know, whatever his goals are, I know he wants to put some things on film. Uh, he's in a conference uh, where the defense isn't quite as tough as it is in the SEC. Um, he's not going to be playing in a, a tough division as the West Division in the SEC. So hopefully he's able to build on his development this year. He did improve uh, in a lot of areas. So maybe he takes that and build upon that. It's also interesting to see how he looks coming off of that injury, um, if that limits him in terms of his mobility. But I wish him well. And he can move forward, Auburn can move forward, and we can worry about what who we have currently in our QB room. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Ike, I know you're really at the point where you're, you don't have a lot of words to say. Uh, so if you got anything here. Not about that. I mean, no, what I will say is I'm looking forward to the QB competition in the spring. Um, I think that, um, you know, I was having a, a conversation with someone on Instagram um, about the talent level of the QB room. I don't, I don't know that I agree with the statement that we even know what the talent level of the QB room is right now. Um, the sample size that we've seen is much too small for me to make any real evaluations. We've seen some of TJ, and I think that this bowl game will be something that will be a little more uh, for us to be able to evaluate in that regard. Um, do I think TJ is a, a Heisman caliber quarterback at this point? Absolutely not. Um, do I think he's talented enough for us to win f football games? I 100% do believe that he's got the arm talent. Um, we just got to see some better calling of plays around him because um, there's just situations that we put him in that he was not going to be able to be successful, specifically speaking of South Carolina, um, him being hurt in the, uh, the Iron Bowl. Just we're not good situations for us to be able to make real evaluations of whether or not he can win football games. Um, but Demetrius Davis, we haven't seen him play um, on the collegiate level yet. So to make assumptions about him, I think it's way too premature there. Holden Gariner hasn't stepped foot on the college campus yet. So we don't know what we have in him yet. Um, so the, 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 the thirst for people to go after uh, some sort of transfer quarterback with that 
being backed up with the thought process that, oh, we don't have the talent or we don't have the ability to play well with who we have in our room. I just don't know how you know that. Um, So I'll just say that I'm, I'm interested to see where we go with the quarterback position and what sort of things now under new offensive coordinator, Austin Davis slash Brian Harson slash Keesaw, like I don't know what the whole play calling uh, situation is going to be with that. Um, what direction we go offensively is going to be interesting as well. Mike G, your thoughts, man. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to get behind the guys we got here. So, so we're done. We're pretty much done with that conversation. The, the 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 conversation that Isaac is referencing, though, he's being nice. It was a mind. It is a mind-numbingly idiotic conversation to have about the talent level of a bunch of guys that we just have not seen. Right? right, we have the winningest Texas high school quarterback ever in our QB room, and people are saying we don't have enough talent in our QB room. Right, based on him not being able to beat out a two-year incumbent at the time. What? <laughs> They're not even doing that at blue blood programs. Yeah. Nobody's starting. No program is start, no program with a pipeline of quarterbacks is starting true freshman quarterbacks. They're just not doing that. Every once in a while, you have a guy who's come, comes in and he's really transcendent, right? But the risk, but they, it's not because they need a quarterback. It's really because that dude just superseded all, right? Like I can think of a couple of maybe examples, like Trevor Lawrence, didn't he, didn't he win it but as he a true freshman? He, he didn't even start that season mm-hmm. as the, Kelly Brown. You know, yeah, Kelly, Kelly Brown was the starter. The first few games, yeah. yeah. Right, Kelly right, Brown yeah. Was, so, the, was the starter that year. But it, they would have been fine rolling with Bryant. <laughs> I can't stress that enough. Trevor Lawrence was transcendent, but their team would have been okay with Kelly Bryant. Yeah, so it really I was agree. just about playing the best guy, right? Like, And so that's the conversation I want to have moving forward about the guys that we have. I think we have tons of talent in our QB room. Now, uh, uh, the other guy who was in comp- competition for the job got here in the summer. So I'm not really sure how you're evaluating his ability to be able to win the job without the same amount of time to prepare. Right, and then we throw him in here willy-nilly to try to get us to a pole game, you know, and every time he was called on, it was because things were falling apart. So this offseason is a good chance for them to reset, get back in here. Look, the guys, we have a lot of talent in our QB room right now. Holden Garner coming in looks crazy talented. He does. I'm excited about watching him compete. Do I think he'll win the starting job this year? I hope not. And the reason I hope not is, is because that means we're in the same position we were in 2019, expecting a true freshman to come in and be the savior of Auburn football. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see that. That's not a winning formula. None of the other programs are doing that. So unless, like, unless he's just this transcendent yeah, unle- player. Yeah, unless he's a once in a generation better type, be 10 type and two. player. Better be 10 and 2 if that's the route you're going. Otherwise, but that's highly unlikely. <laughs> yeah, very unlikely. Like so, yeah. I'm I'm excited about the guys that we have in this room uh, because yeah. we have honestly just not seen very much of them. So I'm not saying they're going to be great. I'm just excited to see what they are. So all great. these Auburn fans keep this. You know, I want to see everybody get behind the guys that we have and not get down on them before we've seen them play for real. We we got a new quarter. We have a we had a first year head coach. We have an OC that we just fired. We got a new one coming in. 
let's reset. Let's give these guys a good reset button. Let's give Auburn football's offense the reset. <laughs> and um, let's get some enthusiasm behind this spring, man. I think it's going to be a fun spring to see who wins the job. If the coaches decide to go out and get somebody in the portal, so be it. Right? If he wins the job, I hope, again, it's the same. I feel like if you start a true freshman, hope we right. go 10-2 and two minimum. Right. If you let a guy come in here and win the job over two guys who have been in your system for over a year. Demetrius yeah, I mean, Davis will have had a According to sprints. TJ, it's not going to be drastically different as far as the playbook is concerned. Correct. Um, it's just going to be who's calling the plays and the tempo or the pace is going to be a little bit different. So he should have a firm grasp. He, both he and Demetrius should have a firm grasp of what's expected from them uh, as far as the playbook. Um, so if Holden comes in and wins that job, then they 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 didn't do their homework. Messing. Yeah, they 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 were messing up. Yeah, yeah. No I would say I would feel confident under this coach saying that if a true freshman comes in and takes the job from you, it's probably because you don't you didn't do your homework. You right. you don't know what's expected of you. Yep. And and, and that's he, that's consistent with what Harson has talked about, even back at Boise when he was saying why you don't see some guys on the field because they're not doing what it takes to get onto the field in the first place. Yeah, right. yeah, that's it. Right. You know, so I'm excited about that. I think this is gonna be fun to watch. Um, I think it's going to be great. Um, you know, we have something defensively to build on from last year. Mm-hmm. We have some continuity on that side of the ball. We got to hit the reset button, but our head coach is an offensive guy. <laughs> so we're not hitting the reset button completely. We may change concepts. Uh, QB tutelage might be a little different. We've got a guy who's worked with Russell Wilson. This is a lot to be excited about. And we have a QB in our QB room in the mold of Russell Wilson. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm just. I don't see the gloom and doom that a lot of people see at quarterback. <laughs> don't see it. I'm gonna grab some super chats here before I get to UB for your thoughts, Chris Lester. Appreciate you. I'm not sure if he was trying to chat something to us, but we appreciate the super chat nonetheless. Also, Steve Valentine says, "What's good, War Report family? I think we need to stick with our current QBs on deck and let Davis build them. Yeah, we man. Recruit in O line. Hey, facts and facts. I agree with uh, both of those statements. And thank you again for that super chat. On on that note, B, I think I Mike." You and I may have said this at some point, but I, I remember B saying something to this to this effect that I'm seeing people who are just down on Finley. Like they're going straight to Demetrius Davis. And that's fine. I mean, Dave, I want to see what Davis can do as well. But something you said that stuck out to me is that even those who were really supportive of Bo, it took Bo four or five games for the light to come on in this new system, Mm -hmm. right? Finley has only played three, three full, or he will have played three full games to end this season, right? Right. He came in towards the end of Mississippi, or he came in uh, starting South Carolina, Iron Bowl, bowl game. So it's going to take time for him to get his legs up under him and figure out, how he fits in his offense. And again, you got a new offensive coordinator. Harson knows what he's got in Finley, but it's going to take them time to mold the offense to what he can do. So with that being said, in your opinion, should we give Finley a fair shot 
but before we just discard him as as because I mean I've been hearing things like he's he's a bum. I've been I've been hearing some wild hot takes from Auburn fans. Just just listening. How would you approach this situation with Finley uh, going into the bowl game, and 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 what are your hopes for him? Uh, it's I mean Finley's got to get the bowl game reps as number one. He's got to get the starting you know spot for the for this bowl game, and I think it's the best case scenario for both him and for the team because again, I think we touched on this a little last show, but nobody's going to be in your way. You're not going to be behind anybody. You're going to work mm-hmm. with these wide receivers. Um, you are going to get, this is the best chance, this is the most fair shot you are going to get at this job. Georgia State was a concoction of circumstances in, in a moment, and I even though at the time, Mike and I were more prisoners of the moment than Ike was, Ike was like, I don't think necessarily he needs to start LSU. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we were like... You done, son? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, 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 did, he hadn't, again, because he hasn't shown me anything to make me feel right. that way, right? Like, right, it, right. it's that's not. That's fair. I'm, yeah. Right. That's fair. But that's what I, I'm holding, but that's the thing. I'm holding judgment on any of this because I need to see something to judge, right? Like, the, right. That, the sample size is way too small. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Building Rapport, are going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. But anyway, continue. But yeah, so this is the best case for him. Like, here you go. You're going to get a two and a half to three weeks of practice to just play the best game you have ever played. The guy who is making the chief decisions about whether or not your career as a starter continues is the guy who is custom game planning for you based on what he knows about you and a year of intel about the team and and all the surrounding parts that we have. This is the most fair evaluation TJ will ever get, ever, here. Because as soon as we hit spring, now it's wide open again. Now you got Harson's first chosen uh, QB recruit. You got a guy who's been sitting on the bench behind you, breathing down your neck, and it's you. And now you're back in a, a fight that you might not necessarily want to be in. And being in that fight in the QB room might be the best for all of us. But even though these guys want to compete, I don't think they want to be thrown back into the mix of fighting for your life every spring. And if players really wanted that, the transfer portal wouldn't be so packed. All right? Right. So, the choice about who you go with as QB, I was thinking about it earlier. It's a lot like taking a fork in the road because it's not an easy switch. Because once you go one direction with a QB, he's the guy getting the reps. He's the guy, you're kind of developing your playbook according to what he can and can't do well. And if you take, go too far down that road, and you want to switch, you can't just go back the other way. I can't go back to the point where I I turn left and like, no, I want to turn right now. I don't like the way that went. Well, it's not that simple. You are very much steering your entire vehicle, this entire program, or the offense at least, in the direction of the guy who's at the helm. And if that guy has different skill sets, has different strengths and weaknesses, the next guy who gets in that driver's seat, he's going to be screwed because now he's supposed to right the ship, but you're already four hours out of the way. So how are you going to get back to where you need to get to on time? You can't. 
And then he looks bad if he can't turn it around. And now everybody's judging him on he got the wrong directions in the first place. He shouldn't even be driving. Y'all are yelling at him. He got the wrong directions. Why are we mad at him? It's very difficult to put somebody in there after the fact. So the challenge is really in the spring. And I this is something I don't know because I don't coach, I don't coach QBs. All right. I've never played QB. All right. I understand many things about football, but one thing I don't understand is exactly what are the paces they put people through in the spring to determine who should or should not get that first crack at a starting job. I don't know that. If they get that wrong, then they take us four hours out of the way. And all of the investment that you could have been making in a different player is too late. Now you're trying to salvage the season. It's too late. We did that in 2015. Jeremy Johnson. We pretty much wasted four starts. Uh, We had a very embarrassing showing at LSU. I will never forget because that was also the game where I think Leonard Fournette had Trey Matthews hanging off his shoulders and they (laughs) threw him off. And I will never forget that game. And then Jeremy Johnson had the... The that ghost fumble, and it was bad. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lashley on the sideline, threw the gloves down, said, no, it's not the gloves. What are you doing? It was hard, man. It was hard being a fan that year. That's why we went to Sean White. But we had gotten out of the way. Now, I asked that question, what would that have looked like if we had gone to Sean White sooner? Would we look better on offense? Maybe. But you don't know that Jeremy Johnson yeah. isn't that guy until he got that shot. Yeah. It was the wrong guy. Now you're way out of the way. Now you have forfeited a few games and we end up six and six. It's a hard decision to make. I don't know how you make that decision. I don't know how Harson evaluates. I don't know how he prepares them to compete for that job. What is he telling them? Do you give them all the same playbook and say, hey, we're going to come out here for a scrimmage. I want you to run these set plays. Is it the exact same plays? And you judge the results? Or do you give them something specially tailored for them? put them in some different situations based on what their weaknesses are and ask them to perform that and see how they perform there. I have no clue. Yeah, I can tell you. I'm sure everybody does it different. Yeah, I can tell you right. So here here are the things that I see that are problematic for TJ, in my opinion. If we are to believe what the coach has said and TJ has said himself about last season— he was preparing every game as if he were the starter, right? Mm-hmm. But then you come out and you don't play starter caliber football. That's mm-hmm. a problem for TJ, mm-hmm. right? You can't tell me, but my preparation was as if I was the starter the whole time. That sounds really good in the press conference. It sounds really good on film when you see that. But then I need to see starter caliber football on Saturdays, right? And that's that's a problem TJ has to overcome because he hasn't instilled that confidence outside of a presser, right? Your play is what is going to instill the confidence. Doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about that play up until this point. You have to prove it on the football field. Right. I don't know how you listen to him talk and you don't root for him, though. He sounds like the most, uh, he sounds well-spoken. He's got a great attitude. I love the attitude that he had on the sidelines when he wasn't playing. I love the attitude he had on the sideline when he was playing. And even if he wasn't playing great, I don't ever feel as if TJ Finley felt a moment was too big for him. But he's got to play better on Saturdays. Now, I get reps with the same guys that you're going to be throwing to and getting in the flow of the game. All of that stuff definitely is something that I think he deserves some time to be able to prove before we make a judgment on that. Um but before you also assume that somebody else can do it better, right? But 
He's got to figure it out and put it together for four quarters um, of football. I and, and I haven't again, I haven't seen him do it yet. So I don't know whether he can or cannot. Um, you know, in LSU, like people act as if he never played good football at LSU. Mm-hmm. He did. Right. Like he had a game where he played better. If we, I don't anyway. I don't want to do comparisons. He had a good game against South Carolina his freshman year at LSU, right? But he's really only had what six starts. Like yep. again, he's essentially still a freshman quarterback. Yep. Yeah, I would just like to point out, knowing what we know about what was going on at LSU, every quarterback in that room gets a reprieve from me. That program was already falling apart, which culminated in this season where they fired their coach. Before the end of the season, right? The play was pretty good, though. I mean, it was it was it was all right. The, the starter got hurt, right? And they had yeah. dysfunction within their program, which undoubtedly affected every kid in that program. Because look what's happening now is a mass exodus. LSU was way down the recruiting list. Um, I mean, they were in decline. So, like, let's do what intelligent people do and write off what we saw about this kid at LSU because when he hit the transfer portal, a lot of programs wanted him. A lot of programs. It wasn't like he just had one option. He had plenty of D1 options to go to. So he yes. gets to Auburn. He misses the spring. He comes in for summer workouts, right? Uh, by game four, he has to come and rescue us from disaster. Um, but, you know, to Ike's point, if we're to believe that he was preparing as the starter, then some of the play that we did see was disappointing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that wasn't just coach speak. Yeah, but it, it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. It so like I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. what, we, what yeah. we know now is he's actually going to be getting those reps. Right. So, uh, again, I'm ready to hit the reset button on this, on, on him. For the spring, and I just hope that all these people who have already written him off, if he wins the starting job, hopefully you can find it in your orange and blue heart to cheer for Auburn come game one. Yeah, and, and right. my other thing, too, uh, about the whole situation with him is that I don't know how the people who were so down on the offensive line are the same people who are just down on TJ. Like, right. the, the offensive line start playing better, in your opinion, when TJ got in there? Because I don't understand how you can. I have a theory about that. I want. I want to before you before we get to you, Mike. I want to. I want to get to these super chats real quick. JT Martin says, "I think the problem with Finley for fans is that he's just not exciting." I know it's wrong to judge him on that from the games he's played, but Demetrius Day. And I think what you're alluding to is uh, Finley's mobility. Or perhaps different. lack thereof, as mm-hmm. it compares to Bo and Demetrius Davis, which makes him a player that that defenses have to account for in terms of his ability to escape the pocket. Uh, right. Also, Chris Lester here says, "I honestly feel our QB one is already in an Auburn uniform." To go back to JT Martin's uh, point, I think, in my opinion, what fans the reason why fans are kind of down on Finley is. To your point, Ike, about the offensive line, they feel like if if Finley isn't mobile behind our O-line, he's doomed. And any signs of struggle, almost it's almost kind of like a confirmation bias. If Finley gets out there and doesn't play as well, it confirms what they were already skeptical about in the beginning sure. with Finley. And so I think that has built momentum up to this point where people have kind of written him off in that regard, because you're assuming we need a mobile QB to account for our deficiencies up front. And so when Finley doesn't prove that theory wrong, 
Yeah, people but are still, just kind of solidified. But they, but they blame that on TJ, though. That's my problem. It's like sure. you blame TJ when the offensive line doesn't play well when he's in there. But when other quarterbacks are in there, the offensive line is the reason the quarterback doesn't play well. Of I just don't. I, I need, yeah, huh? I need, I need <laughs> sure, continuity sure. in in the reason. Now, if you're saying I didn't want TJ to start because I don't think he's mobile enough, that's still a different argument. You see what I'm saying? Like you're not making yeah. the same argument. You're saying, see, he's not mobile enough behind that offensive line. We need a more mobile quarterback. Different argument than saying. One person plays poorly because the offensive line is bad, and another person plays poorly because they're a bad quarterback behind the same offensive line. Right. I just, like I said, you can't, you can't yeah. have it both ways. Yeah, at the end of the day, man, the bottom line is TJ's on this roster because the coaches wanted him on this roster. Yep. Uh, we have some guys who chose to stay, and uh, they have really not wavered through all this badness. Demetrius, there have been no ambiguous statements from TJ Finley or Demetrius Davis about whether they're staying or they're going. Right. Right. So once we choose a starting quarterback, the next job the coach has is to sell to the guy that did not win the job that he is this close. Right. Um, because that's how you keep that guy on campus. You know, it's not the end of the world for Demetrius Davis if he doesn't win this job. Yeah. It's just not. It's another year for him to get prepared as if he were a starter, right? Get a little bit more physically ready, get a little bit more immersed in, in, in this system and what Harson expects so yeah. that you are the undoubted front runner once TJ either kills it and leaves or doesn't kill it and passes it. Yeah. Or, God forbid, an injury. Yeah. Right, which we never like to see. So uh, that, that's all. That's all. All where I'm at with this, right? And then the kid coming in, I just hope he, uh, Garner. I just hope he's part of a pipeline of QBs who have time to absorb the system, get their bodies physically ready for SEC play, and then take over sometime around their third year, yeah. right? Because because so, we've we've seen you don't need two or three years for pro scouts to say, okay, this guy's ready. Listen, right. We, right. we we only saw a year of Mac Jones and he went pro, right? If you if you're One grooming <laughs> the quarterbacks right, you know, you, you don't need a full you don't need two or three years. You know, prove that the system works, that yeah. quarterback fits within the system, they can make the right reads, make the right throws. So, you know, DD not winning the job this season doesn't mean that he can't have a stellar Right. Third year on Auburn's right. campus and go straight pro right after that, right? It doesn't be eligible that year. It doesn't say anything about his negative potential that year either, which is what I right. want fans to get out of their head. Just because these two couldn't beat out the last guy doesn't mean that their talent ceiling is not higher. Correct. Because right. if you if you ask most players on that Bama team, Mac Jones was the better quarterback of the three yes. that went <laughs> between <laughs> that out loud. Go, go, go talk to those <laughs> between, receivers. Between Hurts, <laughs> Tua, loud. Yeah. Right, between Hurts, Tua, and Mac, they would say Mac Jones Mac was, was the better the quarterback. But he sat behind he, those other two guys. He was buried behind those guys. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. not about who's the most ta- – maybe the guy's not ready, or maybe the guy who's there is playing well enough. Maybe they're – equivalent in talent at that moment in time but because the experience is there you're going to go yeah. with the more experience like there's a I, lot I of hope, reasons other I than hope, talent i hope Devonte smith buys mac jones a tesla every christmas <laughs> until the next in the next decade because he won the heisman in large part bec- uh, because of qb accuracy 
He was deadly accurate. His ball placement was otherworldly. That's why he got into the first round of the draft. Right. Not the most physically gifted kid. No. But, man, his ball placement. And then look where he has the Patriots as a rookie. <laughs> well, to be fair, look where the Patriots defense has him as a nah, rookie. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, listen, he could be bombing. He could be bombing. He's a rookie in the NFL. Good. He is good. He is also yeah. playing for the best NFL head coach of all time, who right. is a defensive coach who has a they defense coming. They drafted they, him, so they had to they know did. he was good. They did. The best they coach of all time took him. He was decent. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Mac Jones no more. Two things, two things, two things can be true, guys. Two things can be true. We're the 30-minute mark. The only thing that's true right now is Wesley Hilson. What's up, man? Trip. Shout out to you. Yes, very excited that you get to bring him to the Birmingham Bowl. Very excited to come meet your son at that game as well, man. Definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Yeah. Also, Chase Wood says, appreciate the uh, super chat. It's sad, but the backup QB is always is always the best player on the team. Maybe. I remember every Bama fan was screaming, put Tua in when Jayla was struggling. Turns out they were right. Usually they are not. Um I say I say it depends on who your number two was. I, yeah, I just know who well, our I number know, two man. was. Jalen's having year. a pretty good pro career right now. So like <laughs> two was yeah, getting yeah. better. Two, two can't anywhere. stay healthy though. Then that's yeah. always been the knock on two is yeah. he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to talk about them no more. <laughs> Brian, appreciate this, man. Appreciate Not sure that. if you were trying bubble. to say something to us, but appreciate that <laughs> super chat. Also, Walt, good to see you in here, buddy. I think we can win with TJ, but he needs to work on his movement within the pocket and his internal clock. Yeah. That's and one the, of those quarterback things that he can just work on. Forget yeah. system. Yeah. Right? Like, the clock in your head, how you feel pressure. Like, there, there are some things that he can just get better as a quarterback. That's what I'm looking for in this bowl game. And isn't yeah. this pretty common with pocket QBs anyway? Like, they Especially tend to, they tend to, to be a little bit more comfortable, too comfortable almost in the pocket, right, at times. Yeah. And so, I think well, that's just, something... I, so other people have said this in the chat. He's got to speed up how quickly he's processing the information, right? right like sure. it's not it's not high school anymore. You don't have that because that guy's going to close on you a lot faster than you think he is in the pocket, all that sort of thing. So you need to be able to make the pre-snap read that's necessary, understand where you need to go with the ball, and be decisive because you're not mobile. So mm-hmm. you don't have as much time as other people yeah. may have. 2.5 yeah. seconds. That clock is about two point five seconds, and then he's got to get rid of the ball. Yeah. So in a and sense, that that is he is kind of like a freshman in that regard, to where he has to be able to process time, it. Like he's he hasn't played he hasn't played a full season of football. Like that's this that's is, what I'm saying. He's he's, he's basically a freshman, freshman in that quarterback. Guys, like he hasn't even played a full season of football, and we're like, oh, he's awful. Like I just don't. I don't. We don't do that to any other freshman quarterbacks anywhere. Like, everybody will say, oh, well, he was a freshman, and they expect poor play out of a freshman, or they expect freshman mistakes out of a freshman, but somehow right. TJ just, he ain't getting that, and I don't understand that. I don't, I don't get that. Right. Yeah, yeah, I get it. He's got, he's got talent, man. He's got, he's got dynamic arm talent. Um, I'm just, I hope we can see him use it a little bit in this ball game. Yeah, for sure. Brian, uh, just you coming back, I'd like to see TJ Finley play well enough to keep our next QB off the field until he's ready. That's where that, I'm that's, at. That speaks of pipeline. That speaks of like having a QB in a succession to where next man up and he's ready is plug and play. Yeah. I agree. Stuart Donald, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. And war. Merry Christmas, Eagle, Stuart, to everyone. Merry Christmas, man.